Welcome, everyone. Welcome to oh, Review It Yourself. We were better off alone, which begs the question as to why I've asked Sarah back again. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah from Weird Horizons back. We are reviewing the 2017 film Life, which I absolutely loved. I stumbled across it on Netflix. I thought, oh, it looks quite generic, but I thought, oh, it's got you, Dylan Hall, Ryan Reynolds, and mm-hmm. Sarah Ferguson. Sarah Ferguson. Rebecca Ferguson. Rebecca Ferguson. Who the hell is Sarah? Oh, Sarah Ferguson. Oh, God, yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, God, it's gone already. So, basically, the, the film, the plot is six astronauts awaken a microorganism from Martian soil. And let's face it, we all know what happens next. I, I can't, like, I want to read out just before we start. I want to read out the DVD because it's the most unimaginable. Well, for a start, it's all one paragraph. There's no stops. There's no sentence breaks, which is Go awful. And They're always what, terrible, it's the most, they? Oh, it's pathetic. It's the worst. That, like, you know, sometimes to really build them up. Yeah. Uh, anybody listening, go to my Halloween ones for that. Like, some of them are like, oh, my God, this is terrifying. It's, like, it's Halloween 6. Like, read it in a bit. <laughs> but th- this one, honestly, this one, right at the top from... Jason Guerrero, Business Insider, is an ending you will never see coming. Well, don't tell me that right at the start, mate. Like that, that's right above the thing. I don't want to know that yet. It's also says, wrong. Anyway, I'm not going to jump in, but oh no, actually, you know what? No, it, see, I didn't see it coming, and I was really disappointed in myself. That's <laughs> that's a shocking, shocking quote out of context. But I'll 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 soldier on. Um, life is an intense sci-fi thriller about a team of scientists aboard the International Space Station whose mission of discovery turns into one of primal fear when they find a rapidly evolving life form that caused extinction on Mars and now threatens the crew and all life on Earth. Did you get bored listening to that? Because I got bored reading it out. How yeah. bad's that? There's just nothing there, is there? Like, honestly, oh. I kind of zoned out. Like, <laughs> And people generally do listening to me, but it's just like, you know, like, like it's just... <laughs> Like the del- the special features sound better. Deleted scenes, always a winner. Claustrophobic terror, creating a thriller in space. Life in zero G, sounds like a band. The art of reality of the art and reality of Calvin, Klein. No, it's not Klein. It's just Calvin. And then astronaut diaries. I mean, that, I mean, yeah, that, that's literally yeah. it. And it's, claustrophobia uh, is a good one, isn't it? Like that's it's always a good thing in sci-fi. Like the just claustrophobic, tense atmosphere, like. That's something that people look for in it. I would have done more with that instead of just like, I honestly can't even remember what you just read out to me. It's boring. It's just boring shit. It's like, what's the point in that? Um, you, I mean, at, at the front of it, it's it's quite an interesting looking. Well, no, it's not. It's really generic. It's like life. Jake Gyllenhaal, Ryan Reynolds, Rebecca Ferguson, uh, a hand and a smash like helmet. It's really generic. Like it does nothing standing out about it. Uh, Metro UK, uh, one hell of a watch. Superb Den of Geek, four stars. Enemy, deliciously bleak. The observer. See, that's a that's a that's a good that's one. That's a good one, right? Alien meets gravity. Indie wire. Mm, oh. I see where you're going, but like, I wasn't a big fan of gravity. I thought it was massively overhyped. If I'm honest, they but, are my least favorite kinds of quotes when they're just this oh. meets this, this cross with this. It's so lazy. It is, and it's always like the four like. It's always like Jaws or Alien, Jurassic Park mixed with Die one hard. other thing. Because it can't be anything too obscure, obviously. Because these those kind of quotes are for people who, if you say like claustrophobic or what was the other word we talked about? Bleak. Bleak. Deliciously like, bleak. 
lovely yeah. that's that's what you want you know that's exactly I, what yeah you want. that's what appeals to me you say you know him just being like oh alien mixed with I don't fucking know. Yeah. It doesn't. I it's mean, not it's, appealing, it's like, is it? At least make it entertaining, like Mister Bean on crack or something. Something that really yeah. reels you in. But yeah. I, I won't be a second Sarah. I just need to go start. I'll be two minutes. Sorry. He's got. I can't believe it. I've been abandoned. Two I've seconds. Been abandoned. And we're back, Ben. Ben from Film Vloggers, right? I know you listen. You know how you joked about having the shits live in a podcast. Beat you to it, mate. Beat you right to it. Oh, God. It's authentic, mate. This is what people listen for. It's a, it's a slice of life, you know? It, it, it is. It happens to the best of us. Uh, <laughs> the best of us. Oh, God, honestly. Um, yeah, okay. So a bit like what I've just talked about, this film, it's like, don't think about it too much. Just just enjoy it. Like mm-hmm. That's the best thing I could say to somebody going into it. Would you, like, would you agree? Oh, I might way out there with that one. No, yeah, definitely I agree. I think with sci-fi, um, it's it's quite hard to innovate on it because you're really constrained in that like you've only got a really small space to work with, limited cast, there's only certain number of things that you can and can't do. So it's really hard to sort of come up with something that's completely original. But like I kind of like that. I do like that if you are watching a film that's set on like a, a spaceship or shuttle or anything, you kind of know what you're going to get. And I don't think that's a bad thing, but I think some people do like looking at how people spoke about this. They were like, Oh, it's cliche. There's like certain things that you see in every sci-fi film, but like, of course you do. Like, of course you're going to see those things. It's like if you had a film set on a train and it's like, Oh, there's too many shots of the interior of a train like of course there are like do you know what i mean yeah absolutely and 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 i mean i think the film like people were saying you know it definitely it's a homage to films like alien but for mm-hmm. me what i really enjoyed about it is i went into it didn't know much about it put it on basically because of the people who were in it i thought oh well, if jake jillnar's in it and he's he's gone for some really Ryan Reynolds, say what you want. I like I like the guy, but he's done some generic crap, right? Whereas Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal lately, like the last few years, he's done films like, you know, uh, um, Nightcrawler. Well, he's always mm-hmm. done kind of indie-type films, you know, Donnie Darko. But in the last few years, he really seems to have, like, picked picked his roles quite well yeah. and done quite interesting. So I thought, well, if he's doing it and it's, like, five years old like or six years old, so this, this I'll give it a go. And I, I am a bit of a sucker for space things. Mm-hmm. I, am, I can't, yeah. you know, it's like one of my favourite films in the last few years is The Martian. Absolutely love I've got the extended cut. If anyone can get hold of that DVD, it's absolutely brilliant. Um, And I've read the book of that. So, I, I you know, it's right. It, it You know, it's, it's exactly what I really, I really like. So, yeah, I'm probably kinder on it than, not that I should be, because sometimes I think there's a beauty in a film that's like, yeah, we know we're doing a simple film. Yes, they're just like, a Russian astronaut, a Japanese astronaut, an American astronaut, <laughs> a British astronaut, the commander who's dead tough ass and is like, you know, the the the, the scientist, the naive scientist, the, yeah. the jokey guy, Ryan Reynolds, of course. And it's there's there's like a strength in doing something well, do simple but well. I think like that's an art form. And yeah, I might be getting a bit gushy at something. I I genuinely watched it, and I was it's one of those films you watch, and I'm like. And I reviewed it for my patrons straight away, I think the same night or 
And then I thought, oh, it's one of them films you're watching, like, have you seen this? Have you seen this? And I was just asking everybody, well, have you seen this? And people, you know, all the, all the, all the podcasters. That's what I was doing today. Oh, it's, Went uh, into work and I was like, who's who's seen this? I want to talk about this film because, yeah, I honestly, I, I loved it. And I can totally see why you recommended it to me because I think we both, yeah, have a bit of a soft spot for anything set in space, anything creepy because it's always going to get creepy. And it's just, it does it so well. It's, like I said, the bleakness, everything set in space has got a, a special kind of bleak that I just really enjoy. Yeah. And it gave me that, and I was loving it. We're not meant to be there. It's not for us. We're not no. meant to be there. It's not for us. It's, we're not supposed to survive it. We're not supposed to be there. You know, and yeah. you go there. It's hostile. Pro- All yeah, of it. Yeah. Every part of it's hostile to life. And absolutely, yeah. absolutely. As very we've, sorry, sorry. As we've seen recently, you know, with with a certain rocket exploding, uh, unmanned. Um, you know, you 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 see that there's nothing simple about space, and I think we we obviously not mine and Sarah's generation, but or, or like generations and stuff. But like because of Apollo and space travel and the space shuttles. Soyuz and the International Space Station, which is where the film's set, space became routine. And when something's become routine, you think it's safe. But as we saw with, with NASA, and there's been tragedies over the years, and you realize not space is, you know, what, what does he say in? I can't remember if I'm making this up, if it is from Apollo 13 or not, but it's like, does he say something like space doesn't compromise or something like There's no, there's no like getting, getting around this. And like you yeah. said about, about the creepiness of it, I, th- I also think as well, sorry, uh, uh, the CGI is, like, I'm not a big fan of CGI, which isn't a shock to anyone, but <laughs> I think the CGI in this is, on the whole, really, really well done. It's, yeah. I mean, and the CGI for the Calvin creature, yeah, it probably looked a bit rough in a few years, but I think it looked really good. And I think, actually, and I can't believe I'm going to stick up for CGI, but it it's about the only way you could have done it. It needs to look ethereal otherworldly yeah. because it is it's not supposed to look you know it's 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 not particularly original it's very much there's films that have come along like apollo 18 another one i quite liked that are kind of about stuff like that uh you know we go somewhere and there's a reason why we never went back to the moon and i, I love those kind of ideas and when they're done as well as this i'm like oh i, I love i'm just i just love this like I, yeah. as soon as i saw it i was like dvd dvd ordered it the, but obviously the description is really boring. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, I mean, we it doesn't haven't... sell it, does it at all? No, because no. Um, like I think, yeah, they do mention you know the whole thing that sets this off is them discovering and bringing back this little bit of life from Mars, basically, which is all you really need to know. Like the only way you need to sell it is just like they have you know got some cells from mars and are now gonna try and study it and then you kind of from that you know what's gonna happen yeah. and then it's inevitably gonna be horrendous yeah and there's yes there's stupid science in it there's like there's a lot of good science but then there's really like you know when they're talking about flagella flagella you know the microorganism and stuff like that yeah that that's pretty decent for, for my you know GC biology. That's uh, and failure at AS level um, biology. There's there's a <laughs> there's um 
there is uh honestly there is like yeah there's some decent bio uh, some decent kind of stuff in there science and there but then there's also some really stupid science like oh this thing's asleep let's zap it with a wand and it's like all oh, right okay like you've been a bit yeah. stupid now but you know there wouldn't be a film otherwise and and there's some some scenes that we will discuss and it gets it's just creepy and horrible and a death like you never ever want and mm-hmm. you know some scenes that like I remember I, th- I might have said this when I reviewed it for the patrons, but I can't wait to see what you think. But I think because I think this is more of like a a thriller type film. I wouldn't say it's a horror. Like it's not trying to make you jump. It's more no. like creepy. But, but the tension in some of the scenes in this, it's like this should be like one of those films where they say, right, if you want to do tension in a horror film, watch this because it's so slowly. And yes, yes, you know what's going to happen a million miles off most of the time. But it doesn't mean it's not enjoyable. Like, I don't yeah. know. I just I loved it. No, I, yeah, you know where it's gonna go. But I, I love films that don't waste any time. Like it just gets straight into it. You don't. It doesn't feel the need to set up to overly. Like, oh, they're on the ISS. It's is obvious they are. You know that from the get go. And like, it starts immediately with them receiving this capsule of the, of the cells from Mars. That's it. You don't need anything else. And like another film might have decided to show them all on Earth, and then they all go get ready to go on this mission, and they have all of these like ominous feelings about, oh, you know, should we be doing this? But it's like it doesn't need it. It just gets straight to it. And for that reason, I think, like you said, the tension's great because it's all the time you spend on it, it's just slowly ramping up this tension and it inevitably just going wrong over and over again. Because like you said, they're in space. So like any little thing that goes wrong, it goes catastrophically wrong because you're in fucking space. Never, yeah. I would never go to space. You yeah. could not pay me to go to space. Well, they, they wouldn't... They, they, they wouldn't send people up there who would be hysterical. This is something that I think... Mm most uh apart from Armageddon, but I love that anyway. Most most astronaut, most space films, and there's a lot of them, and they're not all good. And we've had a lot. I mean, this is I think one issue with this is it's come along at a time where we've had probably almost too many space yes. films. So it's been lost. Like this is completely wasn't on my radar. And when I watched it, I was like, oh my God, this is such my kind of film like don't get me wrong this isn't like the Shawshank Redemption that's like oh my god like this this knows what it is and I love it for it mm-hmm. but it's exactly what I want like exactly the kind of film that I'll just throw on it's a hundred I think it's a hundred minutes 101 minutes so just over an hour 40 minutes it's quick it's well paced and and it's it's just spot on and I think that a lot of, it came along at a time and there was a lot of them and it, yeah, it, it kind of it it got, got a lost. bit buried didn't it yeah because it was like it wasn't far from, like you said, The Martian and Gravity and Interstellar. And, like, there was a real just, like, clump of space sci-fi films that came out at the same time. There's going to be more. Like, I know I've missed some. Um, what else did we have, like, around this time? Uh, tons of Arrival. Um, yeah, of course, yeah. Which, I mean, uh, see, I remember really like it. Did I watch that recently? I, I didn't review it. I was going to, but I didn't in the end. And I... I watched it and I haven't seen it since I watched it in the cinema and I thought it was good in the cinemas and I watched it. I watched it back and I was like, yeah, I know what you were going for, but you know, when you watch a film and you think you think you're better than you are, (laughs) do you know what I mean? You're like, you think you're amazing, but you're actually not. Um, 
Yeah, it was I a shame. I think, though, it is a shame that this got sort of lost in the mix because, like I was saying before, there's a lot of cliches with stuff set in space. There's a lot of things that you get. Like, remember people were, I was reading the reviews on this um, while you were, you know, having an issue. Having a and moment. People, <laughs> having a moment. People were talking about, like, oh, they have to do a spacewalk and it goes wrong. And they have all of these, like, zero gravity shots in in the shuttles and i kind of feel like well of course there are but like i think in terms of what it does and what the point that it makes i don't feel like it like really treads on the toes of all the other films we're talking about um which is a shame because i do think it really holds its own like it's a completely different film to like interstellar or gravity or oh, yeah Martian. interstellar yeah cars that's another one um, they're all completely different like oh God, they all, yeah can coexist but there are also going to be similarities between them and pointing that out and being like oh it's just like the rest is it's just a really fucking annoying thing to do yeah yeah i know i was i'm glad you said that i was like oh fuck off but uh it's like one of those things where you just think oh come on like enjoy it for what it is like if you go to this one it's mm. like apollo 13 or the martian or or interstellar or something like that that's really like trying to get to grips with you know the big questions of our time it's like mate you're not going to get that from this film so just read it in a bit and just go <laughs> go and enjoy it Do you know what i mean it's like it's like last night or i meant to say last night with uh i went me and my auntie went to see because we were going to go see this david Tennant national theater live thing but i missed the date too long yeah. and there wasn't enough there was no tickets left so i said oh well we'll still go and i looked and i thought what do i fancy at the cinema and I was like, don't really fancy anything that's on. Oh, the Pope's Exorcist, Russell Crowe, yes. And that's exactly like this. It's funny, hawky, knows exactly what it is. And damn, is it a good time. Like, yeah, it's cliched to pieces, but it looks good. It's well made. The small little cast giving it their all, very much like this film. And it's like, yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm with this. This is, and it, this film, the same as that, felt like a bit of a throwback to when it was like, look, we're going to give you an hour and a half or just over in a cinema. You're going to go, you're going to watch it, you're going to enjoy it, and you yeah. forget about it. Like, we're not going to ram any politics down your throat. You're not going to see some daft ass in spandex or a cape try to save the world in a CGI quagmire. Uh, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it doesn't try and like, you know, make some big grandiose point about anything. Like, the point it makes is the same all the way through, basically. It's just like, you know, we should not, even if we can, we should not try and, you know, introduce any other life to Earth because, you know, it will kill us. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. you know. But the, the sad fact is the curiosity of human beings is we most probably would do this. Exactly. That's the it's frightening the thing. of humans. Yeah. Sheer fucking hubris. Uh, <laughs> I think that's a Star Trek theme, I think, uh, that scene. Anyway, there's, that's the whole, the whole, the whole thing is like, what like why we would probably do this that's the frightening <laughs> thing when you think about it if you want to seriously think about it we would probably well we have well i don't know yeah. if we brought them back but we have certainly been looking in soil for water because water there's life at least in the way we understand life and the sad it's thing like is, we've been trying to do for ages like was it a recent one where they're reanimating old woolly mammoth cells like oh, all sorts, no yeah. good reason no good yeah, reason. Yeah. Just we can. Let's yeah, have yeah, a have go. You, have you seen John Carpenter's The Thing? What's the matter with you? <laughs> I, um, I just there just needs to be a nerd in the corner going, "Excuse me, have you guys not seen Alien?" Like, yeah, um, you know. I mean, the, the, yeah, this film is very much the closest film you've got of it is, is Alien. But you know what? For me, if something's trying to 
be a homage to a film. Alien is not a bad film to pick. It's not a bad no. film to model yourself on. It's not like they've gone, oh, we want to be a homage to Miss Congeniality 2. You know, it's not like that. <laughs> you know, it's not, you know they're, they're, they're trying to mirror on a really good film. And yes, it's different. It's more polished. It's nice. Yeah. And the budget's quite decent. So the CGI is good. There's some good stuff in there. Um, I mean, there's the bit like where... Um, and this this happened in real life to an astronaut on the International Space Station where their coolant broke and they had water globules floating around. Oh, horrendous. Uh, wasn't as bad as in the film, but it did obscure the astronaut's vision. So it's like, oh, we'll take reality and we'll push it a little bit further. And, you know, what really happened? And I just, I just mean, add that to the list of horrendous things that can happen to you in space. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, Sarah's point, like 300 for where she won't go. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean... The, um, that hand scene, oh, Ugh. like where, oh, like yeah, where so that so anyway, so these kids in a school uh, have decided to name this kid, uh, this kid, Jesus, decided to name this like pro- protozoa, you know, microorganism found from Mars in the soil samples, and they've called it Calvin, and it's all right, then fine, of course they have, and I'm not sure why. Is there a reason why is it? After their school, so then the uh, school's name was Calvin something, so it's uh, named after the school, so that's why. I hope the school and Calvin don't share any similarities because that must be death trapped at school. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I don't think that's the point the film's trying to make. I'm just being silly. If anyone's <laughs> it's just about how dumb yeah. kids are at naming uh, <laughs> naming creatures. It's the world of it. Just don't let kid do it. Goddamn Calvin. So you've got uh, what the hell that was. So, yeah, I mean. So basically, yeah, they get the, this microorganism and they they try to wake it up and they try various different like atmospheres and stuff like that, try and wake it up, and they manage to wake it up. And you're like, yeah, this is not a good idea. Uh, although even though the scientists at the start are like, oh, I've got a really good feeling about this. You're like, have you? I haven't. I really, I really haven't. And it starts moving and it kind of it grows a little bit into this kind of... Uh, I, can't, I can't really describe it. It's almost like a a little stringy stretch Armstrong thing, isn't it? It's like translucent. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost like a demented flubber. And I can't believe I've just said that, but it, it is almost <laughs> like a, a genocidal flubber. Like alien it's... mixed with flubber. <laughs> yeah. Flubber that on would have flub... got my attention. Yeah. <laughs> flubber on crack or something like that. That'd be see what making it up. Chucky mixed with flubber. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine? Yeah, so it is. So instead of being green, it's translucent, you know, like a pale, silvery, otherworldly color, and it it grows, and of course the scientists like, oh, get in, like fit, playing with it, in one of those, um, they're like an incubator, uh, isolation. You know where you got your the rubber gloves you put through, um, and or whatever it's made out of now, and. What, why Why did you need to know that? I don't know why I've said that. Anyway, sorry. So, you, it's like, who gives you shit what the gloves are made out of? Sure, just get on with your review. So, audio the, description. Yeah. Is yeah. this what comes on when you put audio description on online? Yeah, this is the northern version. So, he sticks his hands in in these rubber things that they've glove things. Yeah. And the daft bastard, look what he's doing. Oh, it's gone around his fingers now. So, oh. <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I can't even tell you. Oh, oh, oh I'm glad oh. you can't see <laughs> Oh god! Oh look away! Look away, June! Oh my good god! Oh my! Look at that! Oh Jesus! Bye. Uh, so yeah, so it wraps around his hand. The scientists and it basically. Oh, that scene is just because you know it's just going to oh, get worse. Yeah. It's horrendous. It's very good though. It's a really yeah. 
it once it starts to ramp up it it does it so quickly but it just feels so inevitable doesn't it as soon as you see it start to sort of grasp around you're like oh no this is a this is not good this is not a yeah it's great i loved it (laughs) well it goes into hibernation doesn't it because the duke don't doesn't he shock it or something and it goes into hibernation and they're like, oh, they're all like, well, the scientists bereft, like, oh, well, you know, and they, they're trying to wake it up because uh, it's asleep for like, is it asleep for like a week or something? I can't yeah, imagine. So they they say like they knock something over in it and I think it changes the sort of atmosphere because they have to like dial in the atmosphere and the temperature for it to reanimate. So I think they change something about the atmosphere and it just kind of goes into hibernation again, which is one of the things that bothered me about it is like i i didn't quite figure out why they didn't just do that again when it kind of first started being aggressive like why didn't they just put it back into hibernation um it could be that there was an explanation that i missed or uh, my is guess is it to do with because it starts you know once it becomes aggressive you know if you haven't seen this go go watch it but once it starts to sort of grab onto them it like basically absorbs this little lab rat that they have oh yeah so i don't know if after that point the it's implied that it's kind of getting more resilience or like it's kind of taking something from the people that it's absorbing because mm-hmm. um, it gets powerful and more and bigger and cleverer but it, i don't know if that's just a time thing i don't know if i just missed something it wasn't i i think i think it i think it kind of learns it goes along and, and and they're guessing a lot of the time as well. They're guessing these things, so we don't we don't know if it was just defense mechanism, whether it can survive in all atmospheres. It might have just sensed something different and shut down, or or maybe yeah. this is part of its attack. Maybe this is how it. I'm obviously not spreads to other planets, but maybe because even yeah. when it's the the little the little genocidal flubber at the beginning, it's tiny, and it crushes the guy's hand and then gets the wand and snaps the wand in half and pokes it through the glove. And, oh, there's some fantastically creepy stuff in here. Uh, like when it's reaching through the glove, trying to get to trying to get to the scientist, yeah. it's like floating, like unconscious because obviously it's it's all oh, that bit where his hand comes out. Oh, oh and it's it, yeah, some excellent gross body yeah, stuff. I can see yeah. why you recommended it to me. Oh, I was like, this is bleak and horrible, and there's death and Sarah like this. Yeah, this is <laughs> aliens it as well. Someone. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I wasn't exactly going to ask Bill, was I? Like, Bill, <laughs> you're taking some time out. Come back, review life as death, as God. It's lovely for you to watch. This it's about right, life. Yeah, this is right up your street. You're I'm right just... about the CGI, though. It's a really good point. Like, um, I think the the way they designed the, the creature is so clever. Because, like I said, it's, it's full CGI. But you can tell they really, you know, thought about the limitations of CGI and what they can do and worked with it. And I love it when films do that. And I think it will probably actually age much better because of that, because it's supposed to be kind of, like I said, ethereal. It doesn't really move in a human way. It just, it like floats around when it becomes like a little flappy starfish thing. It just like floats around like a little loose paper bag everywhere. Oh <laughs> yeah, that, that scene where Ryan Reynolds' character, because don't worry about the characters' names, we don't know them. And the, the scientist no. Hugh, Hugh, only because that's like the British name ever. Hello, Hugh. Hugh. And, we've uh, got Hugh, we've yeah. got um, 
Cat. Oh, I don't know who. Rory. Oh Jesus, the names are terrible. That's why I haven't remembered them. I'm uh, so bad. They're just they're just generic. It's a generic team of space peaks. Like you said, you got your you got your scientist who is probably gonna inevitably accidentally fuck things up because they're working, you know, at the very edge of scientific understanding in a box in space. And then you got your brave one who is um Ryan Reynolds in this case and it works no, well he's though, not honestly. Brave for long. He's not brave for long. And so yeah. as a segue into that, the bit where it, uh, Carver becomes the flappy, the little flappy bit that's like moving yeah. around all over the place. He and, and Ryan Reynolds is trying to burn it because he gets caught inside. And although I didn't understand why the flames didn't set off the hail on, but this time another spark did. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's a film. Just go with it. And he's trying to kill it, but he's running out of fuel, and it's like you know he's going to. And it, the the fire's just not working. And and then you know it, it attacks him and oh it that scene uh, that was the scene that I that I was like oh this is great and and that that was the scene that was like yeah I've got to discuss because I was I I cannot wait to see what you think about this I don't care if you take ten minutes yeah. who's shouting now <laughs> that's my dad watching football <laughs> <laughs> uh so um. Well, wait, yeah, uh, yeah. So, oh, the the that scene because I, I mean, you, you describe. It. I don't want to. I don't want to. You've got. You're much better with words than I am. So yeah, go for it. What what happens to Brian Reynolds' character? Oh my gosh. Oh, so this is one of those scenes where like you kind of know, you know how it's gonna go, but he's been yeah trapped in the room with this thing, and like I said, fire's not doing anything. It's constantly this like you know the meat is running down on how much fuel he's got and he runs out of fuel of course and just does the the most horrible thing you could imagine of just just goes right in <laughs> in the mouth like it's a proper like like when they you know mentioned primal with that. <laughs> i mean it could have been worse could have it's horrendous but, but yeah, yeah it like yeah it it goes right in the mouth, which is one of those is like it's a proper like primal fear. The idea it will go in through your eyes or your nose and your mouth and goes in inside of him. And you don't really see what's going on. You just see just bits of blood just spurting out. And he's clearly conscious and well, just that's kind the of beauty of it. Not the beauty of it, but it doesn't spurt Ooh. out because it's in zero gravity. It like floats it just, out. Little yeah, bits. little bits, little and bits just oh flowing around and like I said he's clearly conscious like his eyes are open and just well this thing is just squirming around in his insides and you know it could be horrendous it could just like burst you know there's no like chest bursting thing it's worse than that because you don't really know what's going on inside you just see these like little bits of blood floating out and they're just watching him through through the little window can't can't do anything and the noises of the choking and then you've got uh, yeah i mean and see this is where sometimes we're actually reading something because i've read a synopsis of the film that says it's devouring his internal organs and that's why he Ooh. dies i'm like i didn't need to be told that i just assumed it was scrabbling around inside just destroying everything in its way it could and, be doing anything that's the thing uh, like yeah, what I we've mean, seen like with the rat, it just kind of, it sort of like envelops it and Ooh. then seemingly like absorbs it. You see like this, yeah. 
you see it go from a rat to like you know skinned rat and then just big massive veins and until it's just gone so it looks like it just can kind of cocoon and absorb things i, I love the noise of the flamethrower gun before that i just think it's a great like i think mm -hmm. the set design and the noise the, the sound design's great and i just i love the bit before it attacks the is it a rat before it yeah. attacks the lab rat it it like it goes to its nose and Calvin's face, like cut not face, Calvin's like form, like mirrors the the front of the. Did you notice that? Like the snout yes. on the head of the rat, and it's like, oh, this is. It like you know sniffs what? out at it, yeah. Oh, well, the, well, the rat's like tied down. Obviously, I, I don't. I think it's kind of like a canary in a cage type thing. Um, uh, maybe for rat. the atmosphere, yeah, poor little bugger. And um, I mean, yeah, it's just. Anyway, so eventually Ryan Reynolds' character he just floats there dead. The the blood gets more and more. Of course, it's, uh, it's just that scene where he floats. They all know like he's, there's nothing they can do. And it, Calvin comes back out the mouth, which is I like the fact that he didn't burst out of the chest or anywhere. Because I yes. thought if they did that, it would be like, all oh, right, you you you're sailing too close to the sun with the alien references now, all the thing references, you know. So, and it but it's it, worse because like the the body's like just floating there and like. Yeah the idea that it's just sort of there and they have to kind of just because they're just constantly dealing with this threat like presumably he's just kind of floating in that room this whole time yeah. <laughs> well i mean the the other kind of the art yeah i mean the other type thing it's just a horrible like i mean yeah i mean I, I don't know how a film with like virtually no character development won me over but i i just i i thought it was great you know you go from that and then we get this uh Oh yeah, we get um. Oh, I can't remember the character's name. He yeah, the Japanese astronaut gets caught, and he basically like runs like floats runs type thing to this uh, like a like a like what you'd sleep in like a sleep pod, and he shuts it, and then Calvin's just slowly but surely squeezing it. Nausea will get in eventually, and it's like that tension of like you know you're not going to get out of this, but there's nothing you can mm -hmm. do. The Soyuz, because they've got all these like containment levels, and the Soyuz capsule comes up, and they they think it's to rescue them. But the commander, she not that's Ferguson's character, who's great in this, she knows, no, no, this is like firewall three or whatever. This is mm -hmm. going to push us out into deep space. That's like, going to push us out of orbit. But then, I think the character, I can't remember what character it is. Like, oh, I think it's the Japanese. He rushes to the Soyuz, thinking he's going to get rescued, but Calvin yes. gets in. So then Calvin kills them all. So that that's that plan buggered, um. Because they've used too much like thrust and stuff, they start to they, they're all, they enter a decaying orbit, which is where your orbit's getting shallower. So essentially, you're getting closer, and you've, you you're gonna burn up because it, it can't re-enter like a capsule can. And she gets she starts to drown, doesn't she? Because a suit bursts and. Well, yeah, this... I've missed. I, it's been about a month since I've seen this, so it's a testament to how good it is that I can remember this much. Well, yeah, it, it oh, does yeah, yeah. when it starts it's... going wrong. So many oh, yeah. people die so quick, don't they? Oh, like yeah, the, the doctor guy as well with a leg. And see what I mean? this is what I mean. It's a memorable film because I haven't seen this in about a month and it's still off the top of my head. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of horrendous deaths in this, but I said there's so many times where they're just fighting against having like just no resources like we're saying with the flamethrower like it seems to have some kind of effect but they're always dealing with the fact that they got limited fuel or like when they're trying to at a point 
one of their characters has to go on like a spacewalk to try and figure out why I think it was why their communications were down or something's down and they go outside and realize that one of the tankards of coolant on the outside of the spaceship is empty um, because he's gotten into the coolant and is like using that as as fuel and then you realize that they've got limited coolant and also it's trying to take that away and then them trying to keep the air in all the time they're always fighting against lack of fuel like they can only use the the thrusters so much they've only got so much air and like water and like every time every time something happens they're fighting against a new crucial resource that's just depleting and by the time you get to the end they're like right we've got no fuel (laughs) we've got like no coolant we've sealed off half of the ship we've got no air basically we can't heat anything and there's just this horrendous situation at the end where they're just basically just for a period of time just floating in the iss slowly drifting to earth and they can't do anything about it yeah and it's ooh, so bleak so the great part, the worst part is as well that they think because of how much they've seen calvin survive they think that he it can survive re-entry. They think there's a chance, even mm-hmm. if the ISS plows into the, into the atmosphere, burns up, they think he might survive, get it, you know, for the fall to Earth, or yeah. a micro... Because remember, they only found him, and he was a little diddy little, diddy little micro-organism, so that's That was one takes. cell. Yeah, that one little cell, yeah, exactly. So they are, like, terrified that'll happen, so they have to come up with a plan. But just before we get to kind of the backstages of the film, like what I love about the film is, like you said, Sarah. Like it's 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 just a, it's the, oh, I don't care. I, I, it's what I think. It's one of the best examples of a ticking clock film you've ever mm-hmm. seen. Like they know the stuffed they are, to the most point, but they're, they're still battling. But everything just starts to go against them. And what I love as well about everything to do with Calvin, like is it eating the coolant or we don't know. Does it need oxygen to survive? We don't know, but it might do. It might store it, but we don't really know. Uh, does it, you know, is it eating people, devouring them? What's its? What's the point? They, they don't know. It's all guesswork from the scientist. Then he get he dies pretty later on. Uh, yeah. Becomes a host for it. And it. But what I love about that is it kind of negates. I don't think this is why they did it. Maybe they did, but it like negates a lot of plot holes because you could go, oh, well, it did this and then it did that. Yeah, but if it's changing all the time. If it's yeah. like uh, you know, like a the 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 furthest form of a chameleon you can think of, where it changes its own physiology all the time. Some big words in this podcast. <laughs> no, maybe if it's changing all the time and adapting, and then to 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 a new threat, then how, how would it, what on earth are you going to do? And it just shows how like unprepared they are. Not unprepared because they are really prepared, but they're up against something that's like. And it's yeah. the old cliche, as we said, you know, more intelligent, quicker, faster, more adaptable than we are. And it's like, yeah, this is this is this is going tits up, but oh, it's a, it's a good time. Like I, I don't know about you, I mean, I yeah, just... it feels very realistic. Like, like you said, one, the idea that people would try and do this, like if life was found, some sort of sign of life, the idea that someone would try and study it and animate it in some way is not realistic like not unrealistic sorry but just the way it happens so quick and like you said they're constantly everything they try is a guess because they've never dealt with anything like this before because no one's ever dealt with like anything before and 
it seems like they're making mistakes over and over again but at the same time what else would you do they have to like make a snap judgment on this creature that they know nothing about and try and guess what it might be vulnerable to or what it might need based on you know our understanding of life when you're dealing with something that's you know by definition alien so of course it would go like this i like how you know, these people are not stupid. They show again and again that they are clearly like experts in their field, but you just you cannot put together a team of six people in in a box and expect them to deal with this in any way better than this. Like they have all these safeguards, but it was never gonna be enough. Like at all. No, never and I, I love the film that it, it maybe it's just us, but it makes you think about about like larger questions like because you would probably look at the film and think well this is stupid why would they do that well yeah but if you put it into perspective and i'm not going to get political because i don't but you can put this into into like perspective of real life examples like what you've got these weapons that if you fired could destroy the globe 300 times over and you aim them at each other and you test them and this that and the other why would you not just get rid of them they could wipe you all out. What is the point? Or keeping, you know, things like smallpox, you know, mm. in freezers. Well, is that not a, a really stupid idea? Why don't you just burn it? Just burn it and get rid of it because it's gone. Why would you keep it? Why would you not just get rid of it? I think so. It's like one of those things when you put certain things into perspective, it's like, that's really stupid. Like, that's really, really stupid. But we do yeah. it. Why do we do it? Oh, because we've got all these safeguards. You know, we, we, you know, all these different ways, and well, unfortunately, at a certain point, it, it's they're not going to work, and and uh, yeah, that's getting really bleak. But the, this is the point that you know we like to think humans are in control. I think, don't we? We like to think we're in control, and if mm-hmm. anything that the past three years have shown us, it doesn't matter how much you think what happened was as deadly as we thought, but we didn't know at the beginning, and people know what I'm on about, but. You you don't know like we we've learned through history that humans you know we we're smart we're clever but we make mistakes and we also we are nothing in in the face of mother nature like yes we, we, we honestly like look you know the dinosaurs they were around for millions of years millions of you know millions of years and then just like that gone and it's you know so. It's like it, it's it's a fancy way of saying don't get too big for your britches because at any moment it's like you know everything could revert back and you you've gone you know Earth will continue but you might not. Mm. God damn that got bleak, but you know what I mean. It's, <laughs> you know, it, no, it's not no, it get bleak, but I love like I like films that make me think. This is big one of my big issues with films now that are just dumb. I'm like God, give me a film that like and yes, this isn't like Shakespeare or anything, but like. I don't know. It makes you think about it. I don't know if it, like you agree with any of that or whether it's just waffle. But I, I just I like no. it. It's good. I agree. Like I, it's so enjoyable. But it's just like I said, this idea of knowledge, like us needing to have knowledge over things, that it's the kind of knowledge that will inevitably like kill us. Like as soon as they found that there was evidence of life, as soon as they found like a cell that was potentially capable of supporting life in any way, we were basically screwed from the get-go. Because either they get it and study it, or the knowledge that is out there 
may lead other people to want to get it and study it like it kind of doomed already because there is always this compulsion to try and learn about everything that we have around us and also like in the back of your mind the idea that if something's dangerous it could be used by someone else as a weapon against us and i don't think as soon as it was discovered basically i think we were screwed and that's why i kind of the ending of this i think some people found the ending like a bit of a, a twist ending for me i didn't because all the way through i just kind of felt like oh well we're, we're fucked then like <laughs> we're screwed yeah. i mean I, I i was a surprise to me i don't know why when i watched it i i thought it'd work i don't know i think it it's didn't filmed... pull any punches did it like no. i think it's filmed you do kind a... of root for him yeah oh definitely I love the scene where, um, because there's only Jake Gyllenhaal and Sarah Ferguson left. Is it, Rebecca yes, Ferguson. Re- God damn it. Rebecca Ferguson, <laughs> sorry. And <laughs> you'd think I did these things on purpose to make it entertaining, but it's just genuine mistake, right? So, <laughs> right, get, where's the DVD cover? We've got Jake Gyllenhaal and Rebecca Ferguson left, and he basically says, like, I don't, you know, you get in a, in a life lifeboat, I'll get in a lifeboat, We'll, you, you know, you it, it's programmed to re-enter. You go, I'll lure Calvin with these oxygen candles again. Cool. I don't know if they exist. They're cool. I don't care. It's great. We're going to get I don't want to know if they don't. Oh, I think they're really I. cool. We're going to, exactly. We're going to get, we're going to get, I'll, I'll lure it into the pod. If I can pilot enough, because he's the pilot, again, very skilled, I'm, I, I'll skip off the atmosphere and I'll, I'll drive it in a deep space. And you can go down and you can tell them what's happened. And good God, yeah. don't bring anything back. Don't go. Just don't even yeah, think yeah. about it. I mean, to be fair. Because that's the thing. Watching... They know. They need to. If they don't, if no one's there to like, again, it's it's the alien comparison again. Like it wouldn't necessarily work. But they know if there's no one there to explicitly be like, do not do it. It will yeah. kill everyone. It killed all of us. Then someone else is just going to go and recover the sample and then you know back to square one i mean it's a little bit like that this isn't a film but it's like doctor who the waters of mars it's very similar to that in that oh dear god we should never have come here like the water's infected it's taken people over and if it gets back to earth if a single drop of water gets back to earth we are all stuffed it's the same principle in essence of if a single piece of carbon gets down it's over we've seen the power of it and it is over so they know they're absolutely stuffed. But when they were discussing the plan, though, I was thinking there's a few problems with this. But I was with it. But I thought, well, what if I was expecting Calvin to split himself in half or for her mm. to land and splash down and survive and then, I don't know, it showed a little bit of Calvin, like, crawl out. With a little speck on her, yeah. Yeah, yeah something <laughs> like that. But, you know, that I mean, that would have been really cliched. But the, the film, it's filmed in such a way and you think everything's gone great and I think his splash lands, it's, it's Thailand or... or Vietnam, I think. Vietnam, sorry. Um, and the fishermen go over, and we get, they get to the pod again. The CGI is great. It, the the I love the shot when it falls through from um the atmosphere, and then you see it get into the clouds. It's a lovely, you know, the shot. It looks above, great. Yeah, yeah it looks excellent. Above, the shot from above with the parachutes looks a little bit not as good, but it's it's fine, and. The Splashlands, they go over again, looks really nice. They go over, uh, they, they try to open the hatch. 
and you see that the, the music again great this ominous like noise and you see Jake Gyllenhaal's character it, it just surrounded by like just tentacles and he's like no he starts saying no 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 don't open it don't open it and of course they don't understand what he's saying presumably and they open it and then it, it's just this shot from above and you've got the the parachute floating in the water and it almost looks like tentacles and there's more boats come in and you're just thinking, oh, this is not good. And then, I mean, just to top it off as well, because we damn, we love a bit of bleakness and I bet Sarah loved this bit, even if she <laughs> says she didn't. You see the other capsule spinning yeah. off into space and you just see her like just absolutely beside herself, past herself screaming because yeah. it's just hopeless, just system failure. It's just a death that you'll never, ever want. She spins off. Uh, Pandora. And it's the only time she like in the whole film. It's the only time she ever like loses her composure, yeah. basically. So like yeah, she sees, well. you know, I think Rory's like her her partner, I believe. Um, like you know, attacked by the thing and killed in front of her, can't do anything, and like you know, British stiff upper lips all the way through. Even when it's just like cool, we're we're doomed, basically. Before they come up with like a last ditch plan and. She keeps her composure all the way through until the very end when she realizes, yeah, that it's the plans completely fail. Not only is the entire team dead, she's gonna die in space alone, spinning off into no like nowhere. And not only that, it's the whole world is doomed as well. <laughs> like, can you see why we and Sarah like this one? Can you see why we liked it? Oh, it's so well, good. It's, it's great, they it? could have not. But I, oh, I, yeah. I love that they did. I Can love that they did. imagine if they'd have undersold it, if they'd have undercut it, and you know, she just stepped out in the beautiful Vietnamese sunshine? It would like, have ruined it. It would have been like, oh, God, no. But like, I, Even I, if I, they yeah. hinted, oh, someone's going to go back up and recover the rest of the sample, it just would have, it would have undercut everything that they did up to then. Like, the, it's a bleak ending, but it's perfect because, yeah. I said, these people are, are so... They are experts, they're very intelligent, and they're making like really quick, clever judgments al- along the way, but it's just not good enough. It was never good enough. And doesn't matter how brave they are and how clever they are, it's like, you know, it's like I said, it's a hostile environment. Everything about it's hostile. And like I think they mention at one point, like, um, they're talking about or she's talking about having hatred for it. And like knowing that this is just a creature, it's just, it's all just a survival mechanism. It's not setting out to kill them. It just yeah. wants to survive. But like as a scientist, she feels hatred for it. Like she's got, you know, a human reaction to it, even knowing that it's just, there's no malice. It's just it trying to survive and doing it really well. Yeah. So yeah. Well. No, I, I like Jake Gyllenhaal's character as well. I think that the scene where they're basically talking about the plan. And she says, no, no, he says, they're arguing about, like, I should, no, I should survive, no, you should survive type thing. But I love how matter of fact it is, it's not mushy, it's not like daft, because astronauts, they don't send emotionally unstable people up there, they go through all these tests, because they, mm-hmm. they, they, they can't afford someone to go, you know, Jack Nicholson in The Shining, you know, Jack Torrance up there, they can't have yeah. it type thing. Extreme example, but I, I like films. You know what I mean, everyone. But um, no, you're right because like... too often they do that. They'll just fly off the handle and just start screaming, and it's just like an astronaut would not get to the ISS no, if that was no, likely no to happen. Hell. No way, hell. And I love that scene where they're talking, and he basically says, "No, you go," 
Like, I belong up here. I don't want to go down. Those are the fucking eight, eight billion. Like, you know, I love that line. Yeah. And, and, and also, because I'm going to forget if I don't say it now, because I've been trying to, I've, I went to say it a few times and keep forgetting. But that, again, there's there's another, like, shot with hands, because Calvin's much bigger and he's in the pod with with Jake Gyllenhaal. And you think that he's doing well, because he has to hold the pod to, that joystick down and get it away. And you think he's succeeding. You do because it's filmed in such a way, because I've seen it a few times now, the ending, where you think he's succeeded. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's so well done. Like it's so well like done. Because I'd I don't know. I don't know why I didn't see it coming, but um and he's trying to pull down to get the craft to climb. Um and the the you know Calvin just twines around his hands and pulls his hands back and then he goes with his other hand and he and he's just powerless, and then you get Calvin's face right in his, and it's a creepy looking thing. Like it's not like anything I've ever seen. It's like that's that's another point you made earlier about the that the, the creature design is really good. It is because you can't really pin down what it is. Is mm. it kind of like a snake? Is it kind of like you know a, a, some kind of octopus tentacle? It, it's just such a strange. But the film's worth a watch. I tell you that. Like <laughs> if I if we haven't sold you on it, then I don't, I don't know what will. I mean, it's not one to watch if, you know, it's not a breakup movie. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. You've had a rough day, you know. This is... It's not a date movie or anything. No. Uh, we I tend to say that quite a lot, don't we, in our reviews. It's not one to watch if you're having a bit of a down day. <laughs> yeah. If you want to see, a you know, a, a plucky story of people succeeding against all odds, it's definitely... Definitely not one of those films, unfortunately. If you want one of those films that's fun, watch Chicken Run. Bit <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Who would have thought a comparison between life and Chicken Run would be made? But that God, that would. Can you imagine? Oh, the carnage, the feathers that would be horrendous. But the uh, alien meets Chicken Run. Yeah, and then. The, the alien gets packaged off by Mrs. Tweedy and all the pies around the world, and the world's doomed <laughs> by Mrs. Tweedy's pies. Oh, dear me. This uh, alien turns everyone into pies. Yeah. Alien meets chicken run. <laughs> I would watch that. I would as well. Oh, I would definitely. See, they watch could. That. If I picked up a DVD and it's had, it doesn't matter what it said, but if it said, like, alien meets chicken run, I would buy that immediately. I don't know why they don't get more leverage out of this format. If you're going to do like this cross with this or this with this, do fucking weird ones and then you will get my attention and then I will watch the film. Yeah, ex- exactly. I mean, yeah, I can't put it back myself. You just, just pick something totally out there. You know, <laughs> saw meat driving Miss Daisy. You know, really go yeah. for it. Really go for it. But like, like thematic and then you watch it and you're like, oh yeah, kind of, yeah. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> see where they're going with this, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh god it's good we've got the same sense of humor I, I wonder i wonder what this sounds like to people who listen to it who don't like films like this they must be like these these are sick these these are i sick. don't i don't know if we're selling the film i i do find it hard to kind of sell a film um because this sounds you know i feel like everything i'm saying sounds really depressing and like horrendous and just constantly just like and then they get beat down again and again and again um which is the case but it is so entertaining um i said even if you know where it's going and like i have to admit the ending didn't didn't surprise me i'm glad though like i said i'm not 
disappointed in it being not a twist ending because if you expect there to be a twist ending it's not a fucking twist ending anymore you know and too often i think films like this end with a twist ending or like a surprise well, everything not, yeah. turned out fine it's not and a twist I, ending after. i think it sorry no. go on, sorry go on sorry i'm putting you off there. no that was it that's what i was gonna say like yeah. i don't just, like it when they're just like and everything was fine because like how how would it how would it yeah, you yeah know? exactly i mean i mean yeah I, it's not a twist ending but i think it might surprise you it depends what you're expecting but once you've seen it how the way it plays out you're like well of course it was never going to end any other way mm-hmm. it, it couldn't have could, i mean because it it would have just been such a cop out if they'd done any anything other but it's also at the same time nice to see them yeah. go oh you know what yeah th- th- this yeah this hasn't worked out it's gone absolutely mm-hmm. pear-shaped in the worst way possible but you're set up to you know even even though you see the odds are like stacked against them it still sets you up to think like oh maybe they've got a chance because you don't there's no character that's like secretly working against them no one's like double crossing each other no one decides to try and release the creature for no good reason like as soon as they realize it's a threat they're pretty much all just like right we need to work together to do this you know no one's sabotaging it they're all really great characters and they're all working together and communicating and there's no big old stupid issues or errors that they make so there's a little bit of you that's like primed to think these characters are gonna get a happy ending well because of it <laughs> not like <I> <laughs> Well, well, no, but well, it's funny you mention that because there's an argument that the doctor, Q, the scientist, he, they, because they, they're trying to lure Calvin into a certain part of the ship, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, and he, I, I don't, because we don't know when it attaches to him, do we? But no, he, there's he, a hint that he kind of doesn't, yeah, he sort of sees it and then maybe lets it attach to him, but it's never really. I don't think they explicitly you don't see it. It's just yeah. kind of hinted at, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um yeah, but I like I mean again, you know, it's a film you could probably rewatch and be like, Oh, well what happened at that bit? And it, you know, not not a massive not one that you'd pick loads out of, but it's definitely there to look at. I, th- I think um the you know, the director, um Daniel Espinosa, he uh also uh, don't let this colour your view of the film. He also directed Morbius. Um, but he did. He? He, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Shocker. Uh, That's yeah, interesting. I know, I know. Well, I mean, I think I think a lot of these superhero films have they're very much they're very much direct, they're very much they they're not they're told what they need to do rather Yeah, than, they just pick your name out of a hat, don't they? It doesn't really I, matter. I think so. He he's done Safe House. A few other films. He's a Swedish director. Uh, sorry, Swedish Chilean film director from Trans. Oh, I'm gonna. I bet. I apologize because I'm gonna absolutely massacre this now. Transund Stockholm. So, so uh, to be fair though, I found because my dad watches a lot of kind of foreign uh, TV things that that actually the a lot of kind of Swedish television, uh, like like series, are really tense. Like they've done some yeah. films that have been really like really dark but really impressive some like some really good like thriller films. stuff yeah 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 and this definitely brings some of that doesn't it it's definitely you know oh, definitely. like you said thriller less horror more thriller like there's definitely some 
horror elements um but it's like so there's no real jump scares um which is great they really could have they could have lent on that they could have had they could have had it just jump out at them but i think the really cool thing is like they've pretty much always got a way of um seeing where he is they've always got like a method of surveillance like there's a really the bit i really liked is when when they realize he's trying to get into the outside of the ship through um through the little like blasters and they see that they can figure out where he is by the little temperature gauges because it'll it'll swig on the temperature gauge so it's never like just out there when you don't really know where it is yeah. they can always pretty quickly work out where it is but it doesn't matter <laughs> which again is so clever because it feels like they've got all of these points in their favor like right we know where it is we know what it's trying to do it's trying to get in but it's not enough it's never enough but yeah they could have just relied on it just jumping our people but it really i don't notice any moments like that of it just suddenly go (laughs) no i thought it's a good point actually i don't think it does you see that's another thing like that would have been a cliche of just having it like leap out of people but then if it was doing yeah. that, it would have killed people a lot quicker. Like, like there would have hardly been anybody left if it was jump, just jumping out of people. It's like it's clever. It's it's like how it escapes. It doesn't smash a window or like well, whatever, it smash a panel or anything like that. It it goes through the halon like the extinguisher little flows, mm-hmm. and it works out. And they almost get the last one closed, but it sneaks out, and they're all like, "Oh, Jesus!" It's just finding weaknesses, isn't it? It, yeah. it will. It just methodically goes through, finds points of weaknesses, and just, you know, keeps going for it until it gets through. Which is, yeah. like, it's a really clever way of representing this thing that's just, like, I said constantly learning and constantly evolving, but like, primarily is just trying to survive. So it's just going for kind of the easiest path. Like it could, I said, they show that it can like use tools in quite a sophisticated way like very early on when it grabs yeah. a little stick and like breaks it and stuff but in general it doesn't do that it's just going for like the easiest way like just slithering through little holes and stuff or just which is really cool it's really clever it's a really clever way of showing this like the idea that it's yeah it's just exploiting weaknesses more than anything like yeah. truly aggressive you know because how do you beat something that constantly adapts? It's a little, and I know this is a, and you know, I know people think I'm against super films, but I, I do have a soft spot for quite a lot of them. It's just when we get millions of them, it's a, it's a little bit like, um, I can't remember what they are. Are they like cyborgs or robots from, is it X Men Days of Future Past? Where, where, whenever you kill one, the next one knows what you've done and adapts so it can't be killed that way. And they're like this army. If you have, if you haven't seen it, it won't make a lot of sense. But it, it's that kind of thing of like, well, even if you kill one of us or you hurt it in some way, it will then adapt to overcome what you've done. So you're yeah. constantly on the back foot, which is how they feel all the way through this. They're just constantly, constantly on the back foot. And I think the film's clever in that it kills Ryan Reynolds off after like 40 minutes. Um, yeah. Because I mean, he was meant to be the main character, which probably would have made him the Jake Gyllenhaal character, I'd imagine. But he was filming the Hitman's Bodyguard, I think, at the time. So they mm. they couldn't get it for very long. But then they also decided, actually, it might be a clever thing. My dad. It might be a clever thing. <laughs> Watching the football. It might be a clever thing. <laughs> That's going to be good in the recording. It might be a clever thing. Uh, like, like It'll take them unawares. A bit, a, you know, a bit like Eddard Stark or a bit like uh, Jack yeah. Lee and the birds in that, right, you think these are the main characters? Well, actually, no, they're dead. 
So well, yeah, because he's like pro- on the the version I have, like the Blu-ray I have, he's like right in the main character. You know, it's got him and him, Jake Gyllenhaal, and Rebecca Ferguson's character are just there. So I thought it was gonna be these are the main characters. So when he like when he gets killed off pretty early on, like that's it was a really effective just like okay like shit's really hit the fan here like the the brave courageous one who's already showed himself to be like really capable is is dead and it was just like oh okay <laughs> oh shit yeah exactly a really clever way of using the fact you don't have probably the biggest name like or one of the biggest names you don't have very long to actually know what we'll do we'll was subvert your expectations because I think a lot of films now try and subvert your expectations, but they just end up stupid and insulting you. So it's like, right, well, try not to do that. But mm-hmm. uh, but the, yeah, this was this was clever. It was a little bit like, and I was too young to remember, but it's a bit like what they did with the original Scream and that Drew Barrymore was like touted as the big name that <laughs> she's dead like five minutes in, and it's oh oh apparently they're talking about bringing her back, and I'm like, if you dare. If you dare bring her back, what if she was disemboweled and hung from a tree? What would be the point of that I, I as well? Know. Like, you just ruin, like I said, that sort of the shock. You just completely subvert it for just to have a name attached to it. I loved Rebecca Ferguson in this. I fucking love Rebecca Ferguson and everything. As soon as I, you know, found out she was in this, I was just like, oh, because she's gonna, she's great at those like restrained performances of just like you can tell that she's just going going through it but like will never never let it show just like little tiny tiny little quivers of the lip and stuff and just like little eye movements and she's fucking great at that so she was fantastic for like you know you've got to have the one british character on here who is is like you know very calm very much just like we're all gonna it's all gonna follow the plan it's all gonna be our way yeah. and I, I couldn't imagine a better person to do that role she was so good how did you know she's swedish is she yeah so it's uh she, she her mum's english she was born in stockholm and she moved from britain to sweden at the age of 25 so i, I presume she flitted between the two but i, I didn't i didn't know um, I I recognised her face, but I don't think I've seen her in much. I was trying to figure out where I've seen her. She was in the Mission Impossible films, wasn't she? But I haven't she was haven't yeah. caught those yet. Doctor, oh, of course. Oh, yeah. I, oh my God, is that her? Jesus, mm-hmm. she's yeah. the main one in Doctor Sleep. I love she that. Was. Oh, she was. See, we should have done Doctor Sleep. That's and she's another, in that's another one on the list. I oh, see, I haven't Dune. seen June either yet. Oh, she's so good. Oh my God, she's so good. Again, she's just that. You know. Cannot cannot show emotions like her character in it. She's a benedressorit, so you know they are trained to control their emotions, suppress their emotions because like a, a power thing. She's so good because she'll just be you know fully calm, composed, and just like one little, said one little like twitch, one little eye movement, and you can just you know from that you can see exactly what's going on inside her brain. It's fucking great. Yeah. Oh no, I I didn't realize that was who that was. I was tr- killing me to try and figure out who, she, who that was. Because I've not seen her much. Oh, she was in, she was in the White Queen. That was BBC. I haven't seen that one. Well, I'll have to give that a go. Girl on the Train. Oh, interesting. Just gonna watch everything Rebecca Ferguson. Now. Yeah. 
Oh, she's in the Greatest Showman. She's in the Greatest Showman as well, of course. No, she's you know, yes. she's one of these people. You know, when you've seen her face, and you're like, I've seen her in stuff, mm-hmm. but I couldn't tell you like what it was. But you know, she's good. You just can't place her. Well, she was I in have. Reminiscence, of course. <laughs> Right, see, see, why did see we've had a nice chat. Why did you have to do that, Sarah? <laughs> like, why, why did you have to? Like, we we've been talking about death and all sorts, but you had to bring it to the ultimate down no right at the end. Pause. And be like that little pause. And be like, oh, by the way, like this is the, <laughs> this is the first time in about nine recordings where you haven't mentioned reminiscence. Uh, oh, fucking reminiscence! And it's like, oh yeah, but fucking that film honestly don't. She it's was good. You know what? You. She was good in it. You know, she she yeah. was decent. She does a good performance, but the film is just irredeemable. Like, like this is what I mean. Like, if 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 no, what's her name? Re- Rebecca, right? Readers. If Rebecca, not fucking Sarah Ferguson. If Rebecca Ferguson can't save a film, then yeah, then like, you know it's bad. Yeah. Don't forgive. See what I mean? Like, so. Oh God! As if you mentioned that, I'd forgot. Forgot that. I genuinely, like, I'm kind of glad I can't see you because I think you would have looked at me and I just would have withered. <laughs> just turned to stone. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like, you, you. Yeah, oh, God, yeah, I've a very expressive face. I've been told, so, yeah, you would have been, yeah, Jesus Christ, yeah, honestly. <laughs> Bloody reminiscence, honestly. Yeah, that's, oh, honestly. Oh. But they go, it's damning, isn't it, if, if she can't save it. Even if she's like good performance, but if that doesn't save it, you know the films are, yeah, you know there's some serious issues there. Horrendous, horrendous. Uh, oh, that's a great point to finish on. I think for anyone because that's a nice treat for them right at the end. Oh, fucking reminiscence. Uh, <laughs> God, that film's looking terrible. If this film is where I like my sci-fi, right at the other end, it's. it's reminiscence. Like, oh God, bless you, Arthur from Two Cents Critic from uh, for. For, for coming to defend that one, you you brave, <laughs> brave gentleman. But uh, oh. someone's got to do it. Someone's yeah, got to be yeah. the one hey, to defend it. Who, who am I to say? You know, who, who am I to say? Uh, but you don't like Inception, Arthur. So, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, we're, we're on di- different ends of the spectrum in terms of the films, but not. Um, yeah. You like Inception? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know. I, mean, I think it's one of those things. It's either yours or it's not. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's it's weird. Like, sometimes you can't explain why a film doesn't land for you. Mm, no, that's but true. It's just, I've it's had like, that it, with a few films. Like, Interstellar, like, I, I like it. I love the beginning bit with the, the world's going to hell in a handbasket. And then you... you I love that phrase. And then you... you I don't know why I decided to throw it in. But, you know, it's, it's all going pear-shaped. And then you get... You know, I did like the bit with Matthew McConaughey, and I thought his performance was great, but the film just kind of lost me in the whole mythos of it all, and I kind of was a bit like, oh. I Yeah, I really I really liked it. I watched it quite late. Like, I only watched it a couple of years ago, so I kind of missed the boat on it. But the way people talked about it, I thought it was going to change my life. Like, you know, I after I've seen this film, I'm not going to be the same again. But I've seen it, and I liked it, and I could yeah. happily not watch it again. Like... Oh, so I've just remembered I was out with my friend who I don't see very often because uh, he, he lives away um, and he's getting married soon. So congratulations, mate. Um, he he was saying to me, and we were on about films and I was a podcast. Oh, yeah, all right. And he said, oh, and out of nowhere, like I caught, honestly, he couldn't write this stuff. He just goes, oh, what did you think of that everything everywhere all at once? And I went, <laughs> I, oh, I went, you know what? I reviewed it with a lesson down south. I said, 
we both just didn't get it. And he was like, oh, mate, thank God, neither did I. I was like, oh, I'll get you a pint, come on, you're all right. Like, no, it was, it was lovely. Because it was like, right, somebody else. I was like, I just I just don't get it. It was all right and that, but what's everyone like raving about? But he, he was exactly the same. So, you know what? I think when that episode's out, and it'll be out by the time this is, I think, um, that, like, I think we'll meet. I think people will gravitate with that one. You know, it's because I think, yeah, I think a lot of people will probably be like, we were like, well, yeah, it's okay, it's good, it's decent, it's inventive, but it's not like it's not going to change your world. People, I don't think people wanted to criticize it because obviously it got like best picture and everything. And, um, I think because it's like because it was so about this culture that I think you know, being from my background, like I didn't, it was culturally very different for me, and I, I kind of felt uncomfortable saying that like aspects of it were quite boring to me you know you can worry about saying things like that and being insensitive to cultures that aren't your own but I think as time goes on more people are going to come out of the woodwork or just been like I didn't quite it didn't quite get me in the way that it did ever people true though Um, but if someone said to me oh you know Coronation Street I find really boring I wouldn't find that offensive as a northerner so no I wouldn't No, I wouldn't. But I think some people, you know, you know what I mean? They can worry about just like, is it a cultural thing? Is it something that I just, you know, is my background too different to understand it or to truly get it? And is that a problem? Whereas I think just not everything's for everyone. You're not, <laughs> pun. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> it's not everything for everyone all at once. No, it's, it's that thing, isn't it? It's like, of course it's not going to be, but I, some of my favourite films are completely didn't nothing even to, to, to do with like England and stuff. So I think, mm. it, yeah, I think people would argue that I'd be like, you've been a bit narrow-minded maybe, but uh, not like you, but uh, yeah, maybe people didn't want to, maybe people, but it was so different. I just think it's come amongst all these films that were just the so samey. It's mm. come along and everyone's going, Oh my God. And I'm like, really? Like, did you not see like other, other films? Like, have you not seen uh, life? Yeah. Like, I no, it's just... so bad. <laughs> yeah, not so <laughs> but yeah, it's, it feels mean to just be like, um, if you truly think that's the most fresh and original thing that you've ever seen, it's kind of you're just ignoring like a lot of a lot of films. You clearly have got quite a narrow sort of pool of films that you watch from. Because even like I know we're talking about another film, but like we we're saying about everything everywhere at once, like it intentionally um draws on a lot of other film things so it's got it's very referential to other films and other directors um so it's not like by design it was supposed to remind you of other films that you've seen so if you're like oh i've never seen anything like this before you basically haven't seen any yeah films out of asia yeah yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) yeah yeah exactly but or even even like films that uh even big Hollywood films that were in, uh, that were uh, inspired by films from that part of the world, like John yeah. Woo films, like even the yeah. most American, like your face-offs and stuff like that. Yeah, they're very American, but they're also really inspired. Like, not massively inspired, don't get me wrong, but they are inspired by like films yeah. from that part of the world. So it's not, and this is what I mean, films and, and the whole world, it's this big melting pot of, of all these different cultures and ways of doing things. And I think, you know, we're all, you know, we're meant to, not like Calvin, but we're all meant to kind of meld together. And that was, why is that a little bit dark on it? We're all meant to <laughs> meld together and kind of like, you know, like 
pick the you know the the good bits from from all these and try and come up with something because that's that's the only way you're truly going to live together. Is if you, yeah, is is if you do that, you you can't sit in different parts and go like, well, well, no, we we don't do that or we don't do this and we don't. No, you've got to. There's got to be a compromise, otherwise it's never going to happen. But uh, yeah, so. What the hell was I going with that? That was a tangent, wasn't it? Well, just a bit. Wasn't we were doing really well. We were like we were, so focused yeah, and then we got on a tangent. I don't know whether that'll make the cut, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've already made a cut. I've already made an episode this month from our tangents in the last one. Just, yeah. just because sometimes you think, when you're in a conversation, you think, oh, it should be, oh yeah, really on point. And I'm the worst. And when I listen back to it, I'm like, because this one, it'd be like five minutes ago, you said you were ending and you're still going. Like, and sometimes <laughs> I like that. In my podcast, but you don't, you don't know. But who knows? No, no one's telling me, so I might leave it all in because no one's telling me what's good or not. So <laughs> I enjoy it. I forget half the time. People listen. I have a really fun conversation. I edit it. I leave it. It comes out a few weeks later, and then someone will message me saying, "Oh, I didn't know you like this." And I'm like, "When did I say that?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah I forget. I put all put my yeah. conversations out into the yeah, world. Yeah, into the world. Yeah, Jesus." Yeah, well, right. Uh, yeah, probably cutting the uh, outro there. Um, <laughs> no, don't do it again. So, yeah, uh, can't do it again. But no, I, th- I think, like you said, we we've probably as deep dived into a film as shallow, no offense to it, as as life as as we can. Mm-hmm. So, would you like to tell the the wonderful twenty odd people listening there thereabouts? Uh, thank you, each and every one of you. Uh, where they can find you and what your podcast is all about. Yeah, so um, you can find me as Weird Horizon and I do um, sort of series on different paranormal and strange topics. Um, so I do a little bit of stuff on UFOs, um, conspiracy theories, uh, things like that. At the moment I'm doing still doing a series on um, reality shifting, which is like a newer like post 2020 sort of spiritualist practice amongst young people where they try and project their consciousness into an alternate reality to sort of live there and there's uh, some interesting evidence that it might be sort of a like a coping mechanism that directly comes from covid which is kind of cool i'm still doing that i've been doing that for a while but yeah so i do longer sort of scripted stuff on weird topics which is why um sean was like oh weird film sarah will like it and yeah you're absolutely correct but yeah and i was absolutely spot on <laughs> oh i loved it honestly yeah i'm so glad i was i was because i well you must i mean i don't know i you only know me through podcasting but i'm one of these people like if i'm like food and films if i recommend something to you and i'm like look this is worth checking out this place or this is worth watching. I'd like to think that people know I'm not easily impressed. So they're like, right, well, if he's going all out on it, then it must be at least worth checking out. So, yeah, I, I hope people will check out life. And like I said, check out Sarah's podcast. I've got the first episode of the kind of, I was going to say the Hogwarts series, which is essentially what it is, um, <laughs> to, to listen to because I'm for my plane journey. And so I can't wait to listen to that. And also... um. I think it'll be interesting to see where that goes soon because uh, especially with this new HBO Harry Potter series that we're not going to discuss here. We'll save that for another time, uh, as much as I'd love to. Um, so, yeah, you're listening to uh, Review It Yourself. No politics, no pandering, no point. 
yeah, that's that, that's about it, really. The podcast with the sigh. That's, that's a good, that's a good outro. That's really good. <laughs> uh, I was about to come up with one eventually. Cheers for listening, everybody. Cheers, Sarah. Bye. <laughs> get it in, get it on, and enjoy the vlog. Welcome to Film Vloggers. Oh, harder, Daddy. The only film review podcast, thankfully, that poses the question, does watching this film feel like flogging a dead horse? There he is, beating that dead horse! Introducing your hosts. First up, her Irish potty mouth turns the air a whole new shade of blue. It's Fiona. Say hello, Fiona. And why the f*** is Dan Mackers doing our intro? I want me gold! That's great. It's great. She's adorable. And your second host needs no introduction. The man, the myth, the legend. Like, I said I'd do this. I said I'd do this for you. I'm not reading this. It's the guy who waffles too much. It's Ben. Cooey! I'm making waffles. So what are you waiting for? Grab your whip, mount your dead horse, and let's get on with the flog, shall we?